Old McDaniels had a film, E-E-A-A-O. And on that film, they had a dildo, E-E-A-A-O. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, your weekly look at all things CinemaSins, TV Sins, and commercial sins. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And this week, I'm joined by CinemaSins staff member, Aaron Dicer. Hey, ho, Cinerinos! Aaron, we were just talking uh, before the show about, like, it's almost New Year. or It's a weird week. We're recording this between yeah. Christmas and New Year's. So. Yeah, it's that holiday no-person's land where it's like, what, what, what is going on? What is reality? It's not Christmas. It's not New Year's, but it's kind of both. What is happening? Yeah, <laughs> right. Happening. Yeah, and we're still cleaning up from one holiday and prepping for mm-hmm. another. I have a wedding on New Year's Eve night, and that's, like, yeah. interesting. By the time you hear this, it'll be 2023. So welcome to uh, 2023. Uh, we yeah. are firmly in the 20s. Woo, man! It's it, it was one of those weird. So I do bartending now, uh-huh. uh, and I w- it's one of those weird realizations where like all of this year, ever since I started bartending this year, if I check somebody's ID, all it has to do is not say night, like say 19 in front of it, and then it's like they're of age, right? Like yeah. there's no like checking like 1997 <laughs> and below. It's just like. It could be December 31st, 1999, and it's like they're of age by a year now, mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> at least. Yep. That's a, that was a, a, a realization of, oh, I'm... I mean, you still have to check some of those 2000s and 2001s, you know, like yeah. you, you still do have to check those. But yeah, if you see the 19, you're good. Have the alcohol. I, I had the table, and, the, and they gave that to me, and they're just like, oh, you checked that really quick. I'm like, started with 19. They're like, oh... And then you can just feel them like <laughs> 10 years just appeared on their face. Like, <laughs> That's right. Immediately their hair turned 50% gray. They were just like, yeah. what is going on? A cane appeared from nowhere. They hobbled into the bar. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we got a lot to cover this week. Uh, we have two weeks of stuff to cover. So. Yeah, not only that, we kind of have three weeks of stuff to cover because we have the thousandth video. I do. Before we get into that, though, Aaron, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, the announcement last week that uh, popped up into mm. the feed because I did have somebody ask me, "Is is Aaron, but not that Aaron, getting fired?" No, no, that is not what <laughs> that is not what's happening here. <laughs> At least as far as I knew, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, this was always intended uh, to be a little bit of a rotating cast, right? Like there was always this intention that we wanted it to be fan run and that fans would come in kind of for their own show. What is your vision of what it means to look behind the CinemaSins curtain, you know? And uh, Aaron was gracious enough to be the lab rat in many ways and kind of start that out (laughs) and figure out what that that could mean. And there is an element where we can, you know, go for, uh, you know, like three month blocks or whatever. And I think, Aaron, you decided to go through like the the way you're doing the show. You're interviewing each of the staff each week. And so you kind of wanted to go through the staff three times. And, uh, you know, that puts us. Where, like February, middle of February? Like first, first week of February, I think. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're looking for someone else to run the show. And we, this is, it's one of the most nerve wracking kind of things <laughs> because it really, we love our fans so much. 
And we want this show to consist of the material our fans want to hear. And so that's where all of this comes from. But it also involves somebody being able to be in front of a microphone, do editing. Like there's there's mm -hmm. elements of it that are technical that a person has to do or know someone that can do for them or whatever the case may mm -hmm. be. But if that's you, if, if you're like, hey, I have a vision for what this show could be for the next whatever, three months, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, email us because we're we're excited about season four. Uh, we don't know what it is yet, but we're excited to uh, to to figure that out with you. So, but no, Aaron has not been fired. Uh, this was always kind of the plan. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's a good clarification. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> it's also like really good to hear the announcement because uh, I didn't know there was an announcement coming. Um, I just figured we would talk about it here. I just mm -hmm. forgot to put it in my notes, so I was ready to move on, but. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the idea that the numbers like still continue to grow, yeah. and it was one of those where it's like that's cool because the reviews hadn't really been positive. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if there's one thing to learn about being at all in the public eye, just don't read the internet, like it's mm -hmm. you know, because. A single comment can feel yeah. like the world feels that way. And it's just one person who had something to say. It doesn't invalidate their perspective. Everybody's got their True. own perspective. But it's not the the majority just because there's, you know, a comment or even two comments. And believe me, as somebody who writes for CinemaSins, uh, <laughs> there, is a, there is a level of... The bigger the popularity, the bigger the notoriety. And so there's there's a level of popularity that that comes with haters. And it just it's always going to happen. And you have to learn to go, oh, okay, let the work speak for itself. Keep having fun, keep making great content, serve the fans who love you, not the haters who hate you, you know, all that kind of stuff. So um, no, you you did a great job. The numbers are continuing to stay strong so yeah you should you should take a lot of pride in that so yeah cool i do it's it's weird so some weeks i was just like oh like i i don't know what i'm doing with this and i don't like i don't know when we're going into recording and i don't have any notes prepped or anything like that. i mean i have notes prepped but it's like, <laughs> i'm who's gonna care to, to listen to this you know no, yeah it's like it's like i don't have any fun questions to ask and then you know there's other weeks where it's like we have the thousandth video and it's like look i was thinking about this too i'm like really honored that like my run includes this video because it's um it's gonna be a landmark we'll get there we'll get yeah sure, the but... thousandth video everything everywhere all at once will be a, a large portion of our conversation today mm -hmm. um and I, I i think that's what you'd want uh if you've seen the video uh yeah. you know it's it's a, a big swing so it'll be interesting to uh to talk about uh that for i think a large portion this will probably be a, a longer episode than you're used to uh as well because we do have a, a lot to cover with the two weeks uh in the everything everywhere all at once but yeah we'll, we'll yep. be talking about everything everywhere all at once okay. today well on the last round uh with aaron dicer and me uh let's dive into this inside scoop what's he building in there Uh, we'll kick off. We'll do uh, the videos in chronological order that they came out. The Monday video, Rick and Morty, season four, episode four. Is this the last unsinned Rick and Morty episode? It is not uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, there's one more in uh, season four. Uh, uh, episode five in season four, we haven't sinned yet. It. Almost done with season four. And then there's season six episodes that, that we haven't done yet. That doesn't mean they're not in process. It doesn't mean we're not doing them as they come out. But uh, they have not aired on the channel. So, um, so yes, once season six is done, 
in that final episode of season four, yeah, we'll have sent every single episode of Rick and Morty, which is not a first for the channel. There are shows we've sent every single episode of, but it's only because they have one season, right? Right. So, um, you know, it's... Uh, it, the it House is, of the Dragon. And, right. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. So it is a big deal uh, to have six seasons of something in the can, and um, we're, we're excited for that, for sure. Look, I think it's a big deal to just even put out one of these videos because these are complex and uh it's it's not the most mind-boggling one this week uh we'll get there later but rick and morty 4x4 daniel and danae writing on this one uh the episode title is the claw and hoarder special rictims morty mm-hmm. this is the episode where morty gets a dragon yes uh-huh yes which i forgot was an episode until the sins video came out <laughs> um, so. That kind of happens starting in season four, right? It's like right about season four where it's like they start blending together a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, I think that's true with most shows, actually. That happens sure. that way. Yeah. Oh, what are some of the things from the video that you wanted to point out? You know, today for most of the videos, I'm kind of going to follow your lead. Um, I remember there's so many of them and I remember, you know, bits and pieces of them. But I think especially as we kind of move through so much content i just kind of want to know like you know what you're interested in what you you know want to talk about those kind of things yeah uh there's a sin in here that said uh no one cares about me not caring about you not caring about anything something like that mm-hmm. uh I, I what do the notes look like on that <laughs> there aren't really any notes on this one this is the one uh daniel uh mentioned something about this he's he's written into the tv sins narrator uh, kind of canon that the narrator likes to use an automated narrator bot. Uh, mm-hmm. And so sins like this are a play on that. There was one, I think he said before, where it, you know, shut down the the narrator bot by going into like a sin loop, uh, that kind of mm. thing. So that's what's happening here. It's just the, the narrator is entering into a sin loop um, and doing that. But there weren't there weren't really any notes uh, on that one for me. Okay. There was a story about uh, an unsecured beach umbrella about the on the beach, and uh, I was just curious if we have a story time. Not that I found. Uh, nobody told me the umbrella story, so I'm not sure if that was was real or not uh, in that case. But it feels real to me. I've definitely it, it's real to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely real to someone. Yeah, and like umbrellas aren't like light either. Like if there's one that gets picked up and hurled at you, like that's gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Is woolly mammoth erotica actually a thing? It made it the, narr- <laughs> the narrator made it sound like it is actually a thing, and that's concerning. <laughs> so Daniel said uh, it, when he wrote the the woolly mammoth thing, the Rick and Morty line was so out of left field that he just wanted to find out if it was real. He thought there's no possible way that can be real. Two second Google search led him to a book called my woolly mammoth boyfriend uh and that was enough <laughs> he didn't go any further <laughs> than the title of my woolly mammoth boyfriend uh book so you can buy it on amazon now if you like please don't uh yeah <laughs> unless you're like collecting some sort of like cinema sins archive of everything that's mentioned right so you have to own yes it. Yeah. yes uh that's the only reason to own it mm-hmm. um, uh that's all i had for this video um, so if you're good, we can move on to Tuesday's video. Let's do it. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. You and Jonathan writing on this Yes. One. Yeah. Let's talk about Thor Love and Thunder for a second. Let's this do it. This is like 
man, it, it when it came out, I think lots of people were like in the middle on this movie, and it feels like people have only liked it less the farther we've gotten away from it. I I, I kind of liked it when it came out. I think you were in the same boat, like not over the moon about it, but like enough to enjoy. Are you still in that camp, or like is it? Are are you starting to realize? Oh, probably everybody else is right. I never really thought this was a good movie, but I, I'm not as over the moon for Ragnarok as most people are. Mm. So for me, the Taika Waititi thing is fun. It's interesting. I just think it gets, it can, it can get a little overwhelmed with itself. And mm. I think that definitely happens in, in Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. But it's a, it's a fun watch. It's fun. Like it's entertaining. There are parts of it that are entertaining. I just don't know that it, that it holds together extremely well. Yeah, you could definitely tell that um, after the success of Ragnarok, which I'm also mm-hmm. not like I like I like it a good amount, but I've never loved it as much of it as everybody else. You could definitely tell that Kevin Feige was like, "Sure, do whatever you want, Taika." Yeah, and we mentioned it in the in the video as well. But you know, yeah. he's doing so much; like you almost get the sense that, and I this may not be true, so I always hesitate to say it. It's 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 certainly a good sin and it's fun and and whatever. But um, but you do get the sense that like how do you even keep a handle on all these projects you're working on? Like it's, it's, it would be easily understandable if Taika was distracted, you know, on directing this. Yeah, that would be fair because you're right. He is producing like a million different projects and right. And, and on top of directing and writing. And I think like, I, I know Jermaine Clement is mostly running what we do in the shadows, but I think he mm-hmm. still has a say in what goes on there. And the sins video is also right. That this Christian Bale villain is out of a better movie. Mm-hmm. The only one I really wrote down was uh, which one of you prefers puffy Cheetos to cr- crunchy Cheetos, and can we be friends, please? <laughs> well, you're going to be disappointed. I think you're going to be severely disappointed with this one. Uh, that was Jonathan, and he doesn't prefer them. He just thought it was funny. He thinks they're both fine. And the more disappointing part is the crunchy Cheetos are clearly better. Aaron, <laughs> like this is. This is one of those no, things no, that no, was no, hard no, no. for the narrator to read because the person no, no, no. reading the narrator disagrees vehemently. Uh, crunchy Look, Cheetos are clearly the better snack. No, 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 no. The top tier Cheeto is flaming hot Cheetos, oh, well, and then it goes puffs. No, and then it goes regular crunchy. You have and it then exactly I don't care in the, the opposite or- order that it no. should be. That is, that is, mm. you're living in upside down land. That is just mm. not true. Well, are there any puffy Cheetos in the fabled Cinnamon snack room? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't know. Never been in there. Uh, but if you had any say, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Correct. I was thinking about this as I was watching. This is relevant to the show because I was eating mint chocolate chip ice cream as I was watching all these videos. Um, as a super taster, how do you feel about the combination of mint and chocolate? Mint chocolate's fine. Um, chocolate's a pretty base taste. Uh, there's unless you're dealing with some sort of strong chocolate. Um, chocolate is is a found. It's like a foundational muted taste. It's there's nothing really strong about it. So you can put chocolate with with different things, um, including mint. Mint is a strong taste. So if it was mint in another strong taste i might start having uh sensory issues but no chocolate and mint is great together i love a, a yeah. like an andes or a you know whatever um mm, chocolate mint those, yeah, are, yeah. those are nice i came across like three people in the last year that are like vehemently mint and chocolate chip is like bad toothpaste and i'm like uh, who didn't love you enough as a child like, that's a mint thing that's a mint thing if you get in your brain psychologically that that toothpaste is mint flavored which much of it is then yeah. that connection is going to linger in your brain so that that's a mint thing i don't think that's a combination thing i just think that's a mint thing yeah that's fair 
Uh, let's move on to the Wednesday video, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Uh, I really don't want to talk about this because uh, <laughs> this is so terrible. Uh -huh. I don't know who ever thought this was a good idea. I mean, it's perfect for what we do, so I'm yeah. glad it exists. You've seen this before this, right? No, no, I, I don't really? think I, I don't. I still don't think I've ever watched the whole thing through. You're also not one of the primary writers. It's Jonathan and Ian on this. Correct. Um, so I guess I, I guess I don't know even if you still have seen it because I don't know if you're reviewing or if you're like, well, I'll watch it because the channel's doing it or whatever. I don't know. I did watch uh, it, but I watched it in pieces, like out of order yeah. in pieces. Like it's, yeah. Probably didn't hurt your experience, but there's I don't nothing think so. you can do to. I don't think so. There's literally nothing you can do to help your experience. Like not even like turn on your sin brain or like turn off your brain like you do for a Fast and Furious movie or like take mind altering substances. Mm -hmm. Like that wouldn't make this experience any better. Nope. It might just bore you out even more. It's just terrible. I, I think uh, I watched this for the first time, I think last year around the holiday season, maybe two years ago. And just thought like, oh, yeah, this is as bad as everybody says it is. Because usually when something has this bad of a reputation, you're like, oh, that's not that bad, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's bad, but it's not. Nope, this is that bad. I heard a story that um, apparently everybody thought it was so bad upon release that like the they never distributed it ever. Mm -mm. And they never like did reruns. So the only way to get your hands on the Star Wars special is by people that recorded it on VHS, mm -hmm. on TV, live, and then they've just been transferring from the however many people recorded it and then ripped it to a DVD and then ripped it to a Blu-ray and then put it on the internet somewhere. Mm -hmm. and like, and there's no like official version anywhere. No, 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 no. Somebody has done like a 4K upgrade yeah, yeah. on it, which is scary to watch. It's just scary to watch. <laughs> I just don't know who wants to spend that much time with this piece of crap. Like... <laughs> yeah i mean it's it is its own reward like there is nothing about it rewarding other than this thing exists i love this universe i have seen this thing yeah it's it's wild ian uh wrote on it wanted me to pass along he says it was a genuine honor to send this piece of cultural history especially knowing how much lucas and company want to bury it I am stunned mm. by how bad it is. Truly, not in a so bad it's good. It's just terrible. I'm also stunned at the sexual VR lap dance scene that Grandpa Wookie has. It's surreal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, wild stuff. The 70s, man. <laughs> I pulled this from Discord because uh, when the video comes out, uh, Nick posted and he said, uh, he asked one of the other Discord members if they enjoyed the outtakes for the Star Wars holiday special being, quote, at you uh, and your favorite Star Trek movie. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Sparta, Chris, responds. He says, I was wondering who lost the lottery to be assigned <laughs> to it. And then I saw the outtakes and I was like, must be an Ian script. Indeed. You're correct, Chris. And then JCD comments and replies. He said, Ian or Jonathan or both. Mm -hmm. You were also correct. Good yes. job, JCD. It is Ian Jonathan. They had to endure this. So, mm -hmm. uh, And one of them apparently um, hates Ewoks, but the <laughs> Star Wars holiday special made them start to miss Ewoks. Which which one of them um, hates my furry bears? That was Jonathan. And what is a recurring theme in this episode? Uh, Jonathan has no real opinion on Ewoks. He just thought that the narrator <laughs> should hate them because the general consensus is they suck. Uh, so he figured the narrator would hate them. And so he wrote it. I actually like the Ewoks. Return uh, of the Jedi was right in my wheelhouse, man. That came out when I was like seven, eight years old. Mm -hmm. You know, I never had a chance. I was going to love the Ewoks. Yeah, um, I, I think Ewoks are fine. They're not my problems with Return of the Jedi. Yeah. 
I wrote this down down just because I wanted to see Ian's response. Uh huh. Um, so the sin said uh, says I'm assuming this was broadcast in England at some point. So shaggy carpet is a very interesting code word to describe Chewbacca to his wife. Uh huh. So I wrote, I think I understand, but I still want Ian to spell it out for me. <laughs> Ian says shaggy equals sex, carpet equals ladies' pubic area. Spelled out enough for you? <laughs> I love Ian. Uh, he yeah. says, I do love that the Brits in the comments got this joke. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Well, it's one of those that it's like, I think all of us that don't know British lingo, like we can put the pieces together, but <laughs> yeah. I also wanted to bring that up because like, I think that's a really great example of like, I don't think if Ian was on this script that that's a sin that would have got made. Right. Cause like, that's not something we would have noticed. So just yeah. like advantages of having a international writer. Yeah. Multiple yeah. perspectives, man. It's something we're really conscious of and really try to do uh, because we each catch different things. Uh, and then the last one, thing I had is uh, there's a, uh, a sin Vader is kind of the way I described it. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of these times where I'm going to like, Try to describe something and hope it's right. Um, but yeah, like Sinvader narrator voice, whatever. Um, how was that recorded? Uh, the narrator voice. Um, Nerv- oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> that's why. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Uh, so it was really just me doing a bit of a Darth Vader impersonation, and then just an effect mm-hmm. over top. Um, I was I was shocked by how good it came out. Like it. It, it sounds did. really good to me. Um, so uh, I'll take credit for part of that, but I think the editors deserve most of the credit just for figuring out sure. what to lay over top of it, um, those kind of things. So, but I thought it came out really well. Yeah, it did. I, I just didn't know if it was one of those like you you put your voice in a, in a thing and then process it through a voice recorder. No, um, or or if it was one of those that like I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's an internet website out there that you can just type in speech and it'll say it in Vader voice. Um, probably but so. i do not think they use that um i yeah. think they they literally just put an effect over the top of my voice good job editing team yeah that's uh that's all i had for this video so uh we can move on to thursday's video uh be done with the star wars holiday special forever yeah <laughs> bad mom's christmas i've not seen either of these movies but lucky you <laughs> Yeah, you and Danae on the script. This looks so bad. <laughs> well, let me let me tell you about the the bad moms thing. It's interesting because underneath it, at the foundation, I think there's a good intention. I think the good intention is give moms a break. They have so much they have to think about, so much yeah. they have to do. Give them a break. Let them just be normal, terrible human beings. <laughs> the problem is it twists itself into just saying women can be jerks too and it's like yeah but is that something to celebrate like i don't know so when they find they go very quickly from the the freedom of women to be themselves to that means they're going to be horrible horrible people and that's just Mm. like i don't know it happens too quickly for me there's not there's not enough of a redemptive angle to what that means there's not a consistent worldview in these movies, in my opinion, about what that means. It just becomes moms behaving badly. And then it tries to to throw some heart into it. And it's just like, yeah, but that's not what I've learned from this movie. I've, you know, I'm not sure the movie gives any real indication of balance. And there's also a sin in here that I think is really important that is about uh, the fact that it was two men that wrote and directed this movie. Yep. And look, 
I'm not telling men they can't write stories that feature women. In fact, more men should write stories that feature women. What I'm saying is if you're going to do that, you have to be careful how you contextualize it. And the second you make a man the hero by coming in and giving a speech to the woman, you have to understand how that looks and feels. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's really interesting in this movie specifically that they're just behaving terribly and then one of the men comes in and sits down with his daughter and has a heart to heart. That's how she learns uh, what the true meaning of Christmas really is. There's there's just stuff like that in it. And it's easy to sin. There's so much easy stuff in these movies to sin because they're just, you know, they're just it's a bit of a cash grab. It's a bit of a Christmas grab. It's just it's just something that people can go laugh at and turn off that part of their brain or whatever and have a good time. So who cares that there's a six minute sky zone commercial in the middle of the movie, like literal (laughs) sky zone commercial, like what is going on? Because we're all having a good time, but not all of us are. (laughs) It's also interesting. Somebody pointed out in the YouTube comments, Uh, by the way, I don't have any notes on this, uh, like no, like things to ask about. I did Mm -hmm. laugh a lot at the video though. So no notes, Um, no notes, but uh, uh, somebody pointed out in the YouTube comments that it was like, this is just like daddy's home and daddy's home too sure uh, except i think people kind of maybe like daddy's home a little bit more like the first one i don't know i, mm-hmm. I saw it once on an airplane but i know some people that actually kind of like that one but it was like the second one you know they brought in the dads of the of them correct this time. so it was yeah. like john john lithgow how do you make a sequel you make it generational yeah exactly right so it's like same thing and it was just like they just seem rotten and terrible people like in the and then the grand the mom's moms are even worse and so mm-hmm. there is another running thing that I think is really important to mention in in this movie and movies like it which is go ahead and and make your characters dumb that's fine but like a be consistent with how dumb they are and b realize that at some point we will stop seeing them as human because they are so dumb they have expanded beyond actual baseline intellect of a human being and if you're a satire okay that could work homer simpson kind of works because we we get what it's what it's uh, literally aping um but the (laughs) the in this case you want us to buy these people as full human beings and at just some point it's impossible by the things you're making them say and do the, the woman sits in the dark as they're having sex. Like, that is not, that is a sociopath. That is not a normal human being thing to do. Is it funny? Maybe to you. I don't know. But it just, it not seems, to me. it seems so out there that you just wonder, like, how am I, how am I supposed to take any of this seriously? The, you know, the one mom continues to mistake her boyfriend as the help. How is that even something that happens twice? let alone the three or four times it happens in this movie. It's just it's just dumb. And that, that makes yeah. it really hard to buy into any of the characters. And what's really interesting is that you've talked about all the problematic that this movie has. And it's not the least problematic movie we'll talk about on this <laughs> podcast. So, No, not even by a long shot. It is definitely a couple weeks for like woke CinemaSins uh, comments where people are like, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, that's, that's always interesting. Uh, when when people have expectations of how we're supposed to feel about things, yeah. um, and try to you know uh, go well, isn't isn't this the same YouTube channel that started with scene does not contain a lap dance? Like why you know why is it? And it's like look here's the here's the thing, 
when this channel started, we were under the understanding that everybody knew it was a joke. Like everybody knew <laughs> that the narrator was a satirical character, an over the top character, then that was a bad thing. The narrator is a bad person. Like we yeah. thought that was that was clear. We came to learn over the years that people were unfortunately taking things a little more seriously than we wanted. And at that point, we became aware that maybe we have to break the fourth wall a little bit. Maybe we have to, you know, be a little clearer so that we're not un misunderstood. So uh, if people wonder why cinema sins, I think this, this is a me thing. I don't speak for the entire uh, channel. I, this is Aaron talking, but I, I watch how we've grown in, in what we've done. And I think there is a refrain sometimes from the haters of how do I know what's what you mean and what you don't mean? And the real answer is because you've got a brain to figure it out. Like, we don't hide it. We're, you know, when we mean something, I think you can tell we mean it. And when we don't, I think you can tell that it's a joke. Like it's, yeah. you know, I, I'm sorry that you're going to have to figure out which is which, but I don't think we're like hiding that. So yeah, the problematic stuff is interesting to comment on because those are real sins. Those are sins that do kind of matter. And that's okay for those to happen every once in a while. Uh, sure. You just have to be willing to do the math of which sins matter and which sins don't. Sorry, I got on a little soapbox there. Uh, That's all right. Look, it, look, I was expecting for us to be like, all right, bad mom's Christmas. I have no notes. Move on. So great. Awesome. I love this. That's great. Well, you mentioned the one coming up, and and that's probably more of a tirade uh, after seeing some comments in that one. So we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a Friday's video, last week video of the week to cover. Man, I was. it's so refreshing. I was putting together the notes, and I was like, oh, there's only five videos a week again. Like, because <laughs> it's not two weeks with the recent videos. Right. Too. The recents. Yeah. We're done with those. The uh, ASDA, have your elf a Merry Christmas. Uh, I don't have the notes on the writer for this one. I think Jonathan wrote on this one. The only note that I have is uh, Jonathan took a lot of pokes at the British people. So did Ian like piss off Jonathan, like eat a sandwich from the company work bridge or something? <laughs> In a running, running, running theme today with Jonathan, uh, Jonathan... <laughs> Jonathan says, I don't recall every sin, but I think we've been doing the British jokes for a while. Uh, but yes, they are also fun jabs at Ian. Um, so just in general, another, nope, don't have any problem with the British. Just something we do uh, kind of thing. So, yeah. Luckily, Ian has thick skin. Yes. That'll take us to week two. We'll start off with Monday's video. Uh, the year without Santa Claus. Uh, Jonathan and Daniel writing on this one. Um, I think this is one that I've seen, but I don't like really have any memories of. It's a pretty um, popular Christmas special. The Heat Miser stuff and the Snow Miser stuff, that has been memed a lot. And I yeah. think people remember it from their childhoods. And to me, these Christmas specials, um, I think you may have said Jonathan and Daniel writing on this one, is some of the most fun stuff to put on the channel. Because yeah. it is clear, and I think somebody even said this in the comments, like it's almost like they weren't worried about this stuff when they were making this video for kids. Uh, and you're absolutely right, which is what makes it so fun to pick apart. Um, I really enjoy doing the holiday specials. Charlie Brown Halloween special is one of my favorite TV Sins videos. Um, that one was really fun to work on, and I always enjoy when we get to do these. So, yeah, to throw the uh, the year without Santa Claus on the channel I thought was really fun. Yeah. Uh, only thing I had to note was um, the narrator chooses to look up uh, a dictionary instead of using Google as normal. So why would he choose it? Is it because the internet wasn't around when the year Santa Claus came out? Uh, or is it just the sins don't matter? And also, did the sins writer 
whoever wrote that one, actually use a dictionary or did they cheat and use Google? Uh, do you know anyone who has a dictionary uh, around them uh, anymore? No. No. Uh, no, no? The, the Sins writer, I'm sure, used Google. Uh, the joke is with the narrator is that he is at times severely uh, in the past. And so the fact that he would get up and have to walk to a, an encyclopedia or a dictionary is a is a fun joke. So, um, so yes, that is, that is just because the narrator doesn't understand these computers. So yeah, Cindy does all the computer work for him. We, we also, there was a fun conversation that we had in discord, uh, about the difference between Cindy and Sinsworth as well. Yeah. Here's my head cannon. I'll give you my head cannon. And as somebody who writes for cinema sins, maybe that holds a little more sway than somebody else's head cannon, but we have not talked about this officially as a staff. What I do know is that the first mention of Cine is in the South Park video on the TV sins channel. So in the South Park video, there's a, you know, Oh no, you killed Cine as a play on you killed Kenny. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which was a fun play on the rhyme, whatever. And then Cine became TV Sins. Well, then people started asking about, well, is it the same sentient being on TV Sins as on the other channels? And I think the answer I gave to some people on Discord way back in the day was, no, they're actually actually each individual characters. The one on Cinema Sins is Sinsworth. The one on TV Sins is Cine. And um, I don't remember if we named any of the other channels, but that was just something I said in Discord as a lark. It was not like, again, an official meeting, anything like that. But now Cine has been named on CinemaSense. Absolutely. There have been many scripts when it's been called Cine. And I think the Cine thing has just caught on as the sentient Sin machine is now just named Cine. And that's fine in my head canon. The Sin Counter's full name is uh, Sinsworth J. Sinson, and Cine is the nickname. Um, and that counter, they play a, a role in all the channels. All right. Well, there's some good headcanon for you. Correct. It is a non-gendered uh, being. So they, them is what I try to use for my headcanon pronouns for Cine J. Sinson. On to Tuesday's video, Greece, you and Danae writing on this one. I actually had somebody reach out to me on Twitter over Soul Gaming. Uh, he's reached out a couple times and he uh, DM'd me and he said, I feel like Danae wrote on Greece. Am I right? And I'm like, yes, she was one of the writers. So uh, yeah. Aaron and Danae on this one. It's an interesting two week run where I've written on every CinemaSins in the last two weeks. It just happens sometimes yeah. where that just that just goes that way. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I this is the problematic one that we were talking about earlier because it's been forever since I've seen this movie, and I don't really know like if I want to revisit it. Not because it's problematic, but I don't I don't know that it's necessarily even a good movie. Am I wrong? No, I've never liked this movie ever, and I am in, right in the sweet spot for people who are supposed to love this movie. I love musicals. I, it would have come out when I was probably in high school, maybe junior high. I can't remember when this movie came out. 1978. Yeah, I was I was three years old when this movie came out. But anyways, but it was I had friends who loved this movie, you know, growing up, whatever the case may be. It was huge in like school productions, those kind of things. From the moment I knew of this movie and saw this movie, I was like, this movie is terrible. Everything it says is terrible. Everything that it's trying to say about what it means to be uh, a fully realized human being is terrible. The people treat each other terribly. So I have I have always Hated is a strong word, but I've I've always been flabbergasted at the way my friends look at this movie and love this movie. Um, 
this is for me, you know, I mentioned the W word. This isn't like new woke Aaron. Like this is like Aaron when he was 10, 11, 12 going, what are you people thinking? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, this is, this, this isn't one that, that, uh, needs reevaluation. I think people knew in the moment. And it's intentional. A lot of it's intentional. Like you can look at some interviews and, and you know, it's, it's intentionally very uh, promiscuous and, and sexual. And that's, that's, I'm not making sex the bad part of it. I'm making the way sex is used uh, in it uh, the bad part of it. So, yeah. And then the sure. gender dynamics and those kind of things, um, yeah, are pretty terrible. Yeah, it uh, it certainly hasn't held up well. But I'm, I mean, even just more along the lines of like, it's not necessarily even a terribly interesting or unique story. The music is fine. The songs are fun. That's it. The songs are fun. And Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta are absolute fire. Like that yeah. is it. That is that is what this movie has going for it, period. Everything else is is pretty mediocre to bad. Yeah. Uh, well, and even then, like, yeah, sure, some of the songs are fun, but like, yes, I mean, Summer Nights is fine. Again, kind of the problematic thing, but mm -hmm. like that one's fine. Uh, and the, the We Go Together is a lot of fun. Like that one's sure maybe the best. Like, I know I, maybe some people would say Grease Lightning. I don't know. Grease Lightning's fine. Yeah. Anyway, I was just curious uh, if there was a reason why this video came out now. No, um, it's we've been holding it for a while. This video has been done since the beginning of August. Um, so it's, it's been one of those videos that's hung around, waited for its slot. Um, uh, this video was done while, uh, before Olivia Newton-John died. I think it, we had had it finished for a couple weeks. Uh, I mean, I could look up the date she died, but, um, August 8th. there you go. So it yeah. literally was, I think we finished this up like August 3rd. And then, so we had this video, uh, done right about the same time that Olivia Newton-John passed, which was interesting. I, I don't think we even held it because of that. Like, um, I, I guess maybe there could have been some kickback from like, you know, she just died and you're trying to take it. But I don't know that that was, it was always going to be one of those videos we held on to for yeah. when we when we needed to use it. So yeah, now, if um, you would have maybe pushed it up in the schedule to catch up with the trending, maybe that's like a little bit like, eh, like yeah. but but no so like it's been just, like let's release it now because she's dead and trending like yeah. that would be in poor taste but no so um, uh so there really is no specific reason it was always going to be one of those videos that that hung around and, and waited for its turn sure the narrator says i just googled do amoebas live on fleas and google responded with you're sending grease and you're focusing on this shit <laughs> well, <laughs> there was a similar thing right i think you were it was last time you were on i think it was with the bad guys uh -huh. or Oh no, it was um Madagascar too, right? Uh-huh. So where it even said like it's commonly thought of because Madagascar mm -hmm. too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like what it was there a legitimate like Google response like that's like, oh, you're watching Greece, aren't you? No, it, it was not as clear as the Madagascar one. It was pretty much just I think down the page there was somebody, you know, there was a link that was like this line is in Greece or or whatever. Got it. But um it's clearly one of those things where it's just like I started to research it and then my brain was like, does this even need to be researched? And so, yeah, I wrote it, wrote it that way. It is very similar to the Madagascar one. It's, it's a, it's a funny gag in my opinion, you know, basically Google be an active participant in understanding how mm -hmm. sins work. So, yeah. Well, and also Google just to be like, this is the only reason you would Google this, right? Right. Like, yeah. 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 I, I wrote down what were the actual Google results, but I don't, I don't know that I care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. No, and it also avoids it, it, doing sins like that. Avoids the need to be right or wrong too, because 
the sin is basically just that we would spend any time on it. Uh, and the other thing I wrote down was, look, I know that we're not writing down sins that we like this week, <laughs> but the singing cowboy one sl- out- outtake slayed so good, right? me and my wife. So good. It was- <laughs> I'm glad it didn't get blocked or claimed because uh, sometimes music will. Mm. And uh, I'm glad that, that that outtake lives on the channel. It was too good. Oftentimes when something has music, we'll be like, yeah, let's just not let's just even not do it. But that mm-hmm. one was in my mind was too good not to give an attempt to and, and see if it mm-hmm. can get through. So, yeah. well, it's the <laughs> it was so me and my wife burst out laughing and we had to pause the video and it's it just killed me. Everything about that was perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I love it. More singing cowboy, please. There is a sin in this that I'm really proud of. Um, and it is one of those times where we take ourselves a little bit seriously. And it is the did she put up a fight? line uh, which has mm-hmm. become infam- infamous because of what it's insinuating and there were some comments that were like you know you don't understand it's just that she was was she playing hard to get and that you know that's what that means it is not rapey or whatever and to that i say do you not understand how the two things are related do you not understand how gender mm-hmm. roles and this this perspective of this idea of playing hard to get or you know whatever the case may be um, what we see in movies over and over again, that, that no doesn't mean no, it means try harder. You know, like like the, just these, these romantic ideas of the gender roles of men to chase women and to pursue them until they relent. Like this is something that has been embedded in our culture and it results in some really terrible things. I would also say to you, if that is your response to this, is I think you're wrong. I think that clearly is about a physical moment. Did she put up a fight? That is that is clearly in a physical moment of of something in my mind. Um, I don't know the writer's intention. I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying it certainly can clearly be interpreted that way as I interpret it. Um, so for that sin, uh, I think we added 570 sins uh, for that line, one for each sexual assault that occurs every day. Those things we do once in a blue moon where it's like, we're just going to get serious here for a second. This is a serious issue and we need to be paying more attention to this. And as a culture, we need to do better with the way our, our culture represents gender roles and the idea of relationships and sexuality. So so yeah, I'm proud of that one. I'm I'm proud of that one no matter what the response is in the comments. Um I think that that it's good for us to do that every once in a while. So so yeah. Yeah, good on you, team. Yes, yes, good on the team. Well now we can move on to Wednesday's video, I yeah. think. Uh Doctor Who, The End of Time, part one. Uh Ian and you writing on this yeah. one. Um my uh my only note that I have here is I I'm so confused. What did I just watch? <laughs> um I've never seen a single Doctor Who thing ever. I, oh, and there's a isn't there like a really viral clip of um, somebody like watching, like seeing a Van Gogh painting? And isn't that from Doctor Who? I don't know which uh, one you're talking about. It very well could be. Uh, I would have I to, 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 to see it to know. Look, watching Doctor Who out of context is difficult. And we decided to make it an annual tradition to send the Christmas specials. Because Doctor Who is mm-hmm. always uh, the new version of Doctor Who has done a Christmas special every year. Up until a couple years ago, they did a New Year's special. Um, and so we're just kind of working our way through them. And we got to this one, which is David Tennant, uh, who is my favorite doctor and many people's favorite doctor. It's kind of his swan song uh, this year. Mm-hmm. The Christmas special was kind of his, you know, passing the torch. And it brings back the master, uh, which is a really fun Doctor Who villain. And uh, this this character who played the master, as is indicated in the the this episode, has an arc 
previously that was awesome. That first uh, David Tennant Doctor Master storyline was done really, really well. And we send the fact uh, retconning the ability to bring back a beloved character just so you can have another go at it, even though their resolution was final in the time before. And we also do that with a little bit of a wink. I guess spoilers if you haven't seen the latest uh, season of Doctor Who, but that is definitely a little bit of a wink to the fact that there is another giant actor coming back uh, into the show um, for some specials, uh, which is uh, just kind of, it's fun, but it is also, again, that whole thing of just retconning something so you can get some of the magic back kind of thing. So it was interesting to watch that with this new move in mind uh, with these new specials that are that are going to be coming out this uh, next year. Yeah, just as somebody who doesn't watch the show, I just had no idea anything was going on. By the way, I did look up that clip. It's the um, the Vincent Van Gogh visits the gallery um, from season five, episode 10. Okay. Um, like Van Gogh himself. Like it's a really viral clip. So yeah, I just, I wrote, I'm so confused what I just watched. Like I laughed along the way, but like the narrator obviously knows all this extra Doctor Who lore that I don't and never mm-hmm. will. So... But I'm sure the Whovians loved it. Whovians? Is that what they are? Sure. Why not? Yeah. All the Whovians like, in Whoville. I was, like, I was like, is it that or is it <laughs> the Grinch people, you know? You definitely made that joke, yes. You ready to talk about everything ever all at once? I don't know, man. I feel like maybe we should jump ahead, just go ahead and do the commercial sins for Friday, and then finish on everything everywhere all at once, because that's the biggie. Well, um, that I mean, that'll be pretty easy, because um, the Dollar Shave Club, our blades are so fucking great. I wrote no notes. I didn't have any anything to ask about. Uh, this. No, it's a fun video. Uh, it's a longer commercial, which is always fun to do, and some real vehemence uh, in in the spirit of it, which I always love too. So yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. So there, now we can talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about this. Hey guys, Future Aaron here to give you a quick heads up. Uh, Dicer and I are going to talk about everything everywhere all at once for about an hour. And that's a really long time to talk about a video. But if you've seen the video, you know that it's a very complex video. And we like to break down a lot of the things. And so we wanted to issue this spoiler up in front. 
not necessarily as a spoiler for the video itself, but just to say that we're going to be spoiling a lot of the little Easter eggs that come from seeing this video, and it's really best that you watch the CinemaSins video before you listen to this podcast. So if you haven't seen the video yet, I know it's long, I know it's almost 40 minutes long, but it would be really, really, really great uh, for you to watch the video before listening to this part of the podcast, even if that means you have to come to this podcast at a later date. So we do hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation because we had a lot of fun talking about this video. I won't keep you any further. I really hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. All right, so the Everything Everywhere All at Once video. Let's go! Uh, sorry, sorry. Gonna be a lot of that. You have no idea. You have no idea how long uh, I've been waiting for this uh, to, yeah. to be live. We've been working on this for a while. So here's the thing. I definitely knew that when this video came out, I wanted you to be on the episode. Uh, I did ask Danae first, uh, but I, either way, I was always intending on, Aaron's gonna send like a 30 minute audio clip. And I'm just gonna put it in, that's fine. <laughs> right, right. Um, so Chris and Aaron writing on, uh, being the main scripts for this one. Uh, let's talk about the movie itself. Okay. I love this movie. As of now, it's my poll for best picture winner. And I think this was your number one on your favorite. It's my number one of the year. Uh, yeah, you'll get no arguments from me. I, there are movies, uh, to which the sinning process reveals even larger levels of greatness movies that reward detailed viewing and this is one of those movies um i loved this movie the first time i saw it mm -hmm. uh this movie became more and more transcendent uh the more times that i watched it and the more detail i watched it in um i've seen this movie probably five times now and just am blown away by the thematic philosophical work that this movie is doing and yet maintaining a surface level through plot line that actually works an emotional resonance between just like if all you invest in is the characters and their like surface level relationship to each other it still works like you don't even yeah. have to invest into the philosophical conceptual stuff that this movie is doing to know that it's a great movie um part of that are the incredible performances every single performance is just so good um and so interesting uh yeah this movie blows me away this this movie is one of my favorites of all time yeah absolutely yeah i think i we had talked about it i think after i'd seen it like twice in the first week of theaters and i was like how do you know like if it's too soon to put a movies in a movie in your favorites of all time <laughs> yeah exactly. and you were like what do you love about it so much i'm like i love how every single insignificant thing has a payoff mm -hmm. uh, at the end like i love how how something so small means something so big later in the movie even especially because as... that's the point of the movie like it's, <laughs> everything big is small yes. everything small is big everything that is nothing is something and everything that is something is nothing like the, yes <laughs> it is it's just so good uh, the the main universes that it goes into each have a role to play in the emotional growth and maturity of our protagonist it, it's just brilliantly structured and written I am blown away that it's not on the Oscar shortlist for visual effects and for mm -hmm. hairstyle and makeup. That is mm -hmm. a crime. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't understand, but I think I think it's going to get a, a lot of love. It's just it's so intricate and beautiful and and amazing. So sorry, I probably interrupted you before you were done with no, your thought. No, no, no. That happens with this movie. I apologize. Uh, I just I just love how every little thing pays off, and that's mm -hmm. it, it's so great. And but also like. I saw I saw this movie um, first week with um, with one of our mutual friends, uh, Jake, and uh, we both like left the theaters. We're like, all right, like 
we need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And so we stopped and we had a beer at the, at the lobby outside of, in our theater. And then, and then like I took my wife to see it and a couple of friends and, and a friend three days later, I'm like, you can't watch a trailer. Like, please just show up to this theater at this time. And then it came out on, on, on Blu-ray and I bought the 4k day one. And I'm like, well, let's watch this movie right now. I showed more friends. And it's just like every single time, like, they just love it, but every single time, like it hits me with the emotions. That that ending is just so powerful every time, and because it's oh, all right. So you have just each of the universes having all of their emotional moments at the same time, and so you have the even something as silly as the Rakakui thing just works for me, you know. Well, think then, about let's let's do it. Let's go into this. Let's, let's dig it. in. Rakakuni, look, this is a universe that is about her understanding of what it means to be a parent and her responsibility for her child's future. This is a movie that she sits on top of his shoulders, plays the Ratatouille, Rakakuni type character, and directs him to try to save the day, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work. She's in complete control, and she can't get it work. Get it to work. When does it work? It works when she realizes that he has to be the one leading, that he has to be the one on the shoulders with control, that if he is not in control, he cannot pursue what is important to him in his life and fully give what he needs to give. This is a lesson she is learning about being a mother. This is a lesson she is learning about what it means to let her daughter go, what it means to let her be in control instead of trying to control her future. It is, I'm telling you, every single universe gets that kind of deeper thought, interesting emotional resonance level. And it's why they all come together to work. You're right. It seems stupid. It seems silly. And again, Mm -hmm. that's the point. Everything silly is meaningful. (laughs) Everything meaningful is silly. I'm telling you, I could talk about this movie for (laughs) days. It's so good. Well, and there's the like the couple, the line that kills me every time and it's just again paired with all these emotional climaxes is the uh, the universe where she went on to be a film star mm-hmm. and and Wayman is just criticizing her and he's like, I would have been happy like just doing laundry and taxes oh, with you. And so I'm like, I good. Yes, love this. And they're all they're all killing it. I mean, you, there was a sin I think a sin off for pretty much every actor in the movie. Mm-hmm. There definitely was for Michelle Yeoh and for the, um, the actress that plays um Juju, Stephan- Stephanie Ju- uh, Stephanie Sue. Mm-hmm. And uh and then uh Kiwe Kwan as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, also got a a sin off and um JB Lee Curtis I think too. Yep. Either way, like everybody. And and I think there was one time we were like, "All right, blanketed sin for everybody." Like at uh-huh. this point too. Yeah. At one point in the Twitch universe, I think uh and then there was also one um, for the for the the girlfriend's performance at the end, mm-hmm. yep. um, yeah, where she's like, "What did he say?" It's like she, yeah, like, it's so good, yeah. <laughs> everybody is so good, and just note like they know what kind of movie they're in. And I, mm-hmm. I was, um, I got a net letterbox notification recently because I commented on one of our mutual friends, Chris. Um, he, he finally saw the movie, and he was like, "Yeah, like this movie's not overhyped. It's great." And somebody like random was watching the movie and just replying to a bunch of people like how do you like this crap like and he's just like i'm at two stars now but it's gonna go lower like his own review i was just like like i'm blocking you because either you're a (laughs) troll or you have no taste um and either way you're getting blocked i do feel bad for when something doesn't click with people and the entire world is telling them it's awesome I've, i've been in that place i've been in that place where everybody loves something that i don't love 
I know how difficult that is. And what the heart, the hardest part with a movie like this is not being, you just don't get it. You just don't understand it because it's okay for somebody to get it and also not like it. And that's true of every movie. You can understand everything there is to understand about everything everywhere all at once and still think it's not a good movie. That is just the way of human nature. But it is difficult. It is difficult because we so desperately want people to see what we see and they just don't always see what we see look we'll, we'll continue to talk about how great this movie is as we talk about the video um but there's a lot to talk about the video i think i want to start off with um do you um do you want me to start off with any of the questions that i have or any of the um or, or just the things that i noted i maybe maybe we should start with me just giving a little bit of background and just kind of g getting us to this place if you don't mind just kind of yeah uh, how it came to development, all that kind of stuff. I'm sure people are curious about that. And then I'll just let you lead the way with talking about moments in the video, things that you saw in questions and those kind of things. But I did, I went back and made sure and did a little research yesterday, made sure I understood the timeline of what happened here. And this movie was on the schedule in May of 2022. We uh, started the process of assigning this. Uh, Chris assigned it to me and him, um, knowing that we were probably going to do something interesting with it, because how do you send a movie like this, right? Right. And uh, we had worked previously together on Tenant, did something interesting with that. So I think there was mm -hmm. an idea like we like working together on kind of mind-bendy, philosophical, you know, conceptual stuff. And so that was May with a due date of July. So it was assigned in May and with, you know, a couple months to write something script due in July kind of thing. We get to July, we'd already started kind of seeding this idea of multiple CinemaSins universes. I think we both had this conceptual idea. It makes a lot of sense with a movie like this, right? Yeah. Then the idea is how conceptually do you translate that to a CinemaSins video? And so we've been talking about this stuff. And eventually Chris was like, you know what? There's a lot here. Let's push the due date on this so that we make sure we give this the space it needs to be the video we want it to be, right? Mm -hmm. So then we pushed to an October uh, due date, pushed it another three months, kept the writing process going, kept the, the visualizing process going, that kind of stuff. So we get to October and we it just happens to coincide with a conversation we started having about how many movies we'd send and what would be the thousandth movie that we send. And we were like, oh, this is going to be close to the thousandth movie we send. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? And I think if you watch the promo at the end, it talks a little bit about that process and how like I started putting together this spreadsheet because I love doing spreadsheets. All that stuff is true, by the way, except for maybe the cat part. I don't know that, that that's actually what inspired Chris. <laughs> so I, I started putting together this spreadsheet with the goal of not only having a complete CinemaSins library that we could look at and go, okay, here's where all the stuff is and what it is and those kind of things, but also so we would know what the thousandth movie we send is. And I will make a, a specific clarification right now because I have heard some people saying, congratulations on your 1000th video. This is not the 1000th video. It's not even the 1000th sins video because we've sinned things like the channel cinema sins. We've sinned, you know, other things. We have TV sins. We have music video sins. We have commercial sins. Like there are many other sins videos. It is, however, a look at what is the what are the actual movies 
we have sinned throughout the 10 years that we've been around. That includes movies we've sinned just for our Sin Club members. That includes a couple movies that Jeremy sinned on his own for people who pre-ordered the, the first Abel's book. So we finally got it all together, and I kid you not, Everything Everywhere All at Once was going to be the 999th movie we sinned without having to move anything around. So all we did was flip-flop Grease. That's all we did. Grease was was in the <laughs> slot of the 1,000th. We were like, nope, let's flip-flop those uh, and put uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once as the 1,000th movie we have sinned. It's also technically accurate because the Grease movie was already done, so we'd already sinned that one. Um, so at that point, we knew that the 29th of December was probably our deadline to have it ready to go on the channel, um, because that would be the, the thousandth movie send slot, right? Which is kind of where we had it. We had it on the 27th, moved it to the 29th. So, um, so at that point we had more of a clear date in mind. It still took us all through October, all through, uh, the middle of November, uh, the beginning of November to get the script done. Then there was in-person shooting. We had to do shooting for the Twitch universe. We had to do shooting for mm-hmm. this Roger, the, the Ebert, Siskel and Ebert universe. Like there was mm-hmm. actual, uh, shooting we had to do. There was production we had to do so much production we had to do. So, if you don't hear anything else I say about this process, please hear this. The heroes are our editors. They killed it on this, and they worked uh, beyond what's expected to do some of these amazing uh, ideas. We told them from the beginning, we're swinging big. Uh, we're about to send you a script that has... 12 different writing tabs because there are multiple universes and multiple things to keep in mind. We've laid out as clearly as possible our vision for what this is going to look like, but it is going to be a more in-depth, ambitious production process than we've ever done before on anything. We're going to have to work in close contact, and they just hit it out of the park. There were some of these things in this video that I had to go back and forth with our primary editor, Ashley, on some of the the nuances where we went back and forth five or six different times with, ah, this isn't quite right here. Can we tweak this a little bit? I'm more thinking like a strobe effect here where the universes converge. Like, how do we make that? Like, this was collaborative in a way that we've never done before because it really was one of those things where we're trying to give the vision and they're just knocking it out of the park, listening and going above and beyond. All that said, we delivered a final video with a week before the the video is supposed to go live and it got hit with some stuff. And so then it's this mad rush of, okay, do another edit, uh, you know, censor this in this way, censor this in this way. Let's see if that works. Oh, that didn't work. Let's censor. We literally worked up until Christmas to have this on the channel and, and ready to clear. And it wasn't until two days ago that we were like, I think we're good. So it was literally a May to end of the year, seven month process that came down to the last two days. Like it's, it's, it was an insane thing that we were all going through. Right. So when you hear the excitement that we have about it, when you hear like the pride we have in it, when you hear like the stories of how it all came together, that kind of stuff, that's why it's, it's just, it's been this ambitious project for most of 2022 and so for it to just naturally 
align with our thousandth movie we've sinned and naturally align with our 10 year anniversary. Like that stuff's kind of mind blowing. Like that's, that's mm -hmm. one of those things where you go, okay, it's we're living in a simulation, right? Like how does all of this stuff like just naturally align uh, to come together like that? So yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a beautiful kind of process. And I kind of wanted to lay that all out before we talk about the specifics of the video, because I think that's interesting. I think it's interesting how the, the whole thing came together and, um, how everybody stepped up to do their part. Everybody worked on this. Another thing I would say before we get into it that I love about this video is every single one of the seven full-time uh, CinemaSyn staff members plays a role in this video. Mm -hmm. And not only that, it's just us. It's just us. You know, we had thought of doing some uh, some fun like cameos from people that aren't CinemaSins. And at the end of the day, I'm glad it didn't work out that way because I'm glad it's like the seven of us doing a thing. Every voice you hear is one of the seven of us. All the ideas, you know, come from the seven of us plus the editors. Um, so it's, it feels like a family project, right? And, uh, I feel like that's a, a really beautiful part of it as well. I think you can tell this means something to me. I, I hope I'm not gushing too much, but, um, it was a lot of fun. It's fun to hear because like, sometimes we get lost in the monotony of it all, right? Where right. Like, yeah. Oh, here's this video. Let's talk about these things. We do, but two, it's really we do fun. two, we send two movies a week. Like it's, you know. There is a that's that's one of the weird things about it is like our our job is very monotonous. Our job is very routine. We feed the content beast. It's what we do. We do it for the fans. The fans love it. It's, I'm not saying but the, we don't have many opportunities to step back and go, let's do something bigger. Let's swing bigger, you know, and we couldn't We we if we did this for every video, we'd only do 12 movies a year. You know what I mean? Right, like it's right. it's just it's impossible. So. We like cranking out the content. We think we crank out good content, yeah. but to be able to step back and do something bigger is has been really fun. Yeah, it's again, it's just excited to hear that. It, it's so good to hear about the passion. Um, just because you could look, you can tell that this video was worked on for seven months. Um, yeah. You can tell that this video was fine tuned to where mm -hmm. everything just worked out so well. It was so like you you were messaging me saying like, hey, please, I need some feedback. I want to make sure like this is like, there was so much care even on how I received it because you were like, mm -hmm. I want like we spent so much time into it. We want to make sure that it comes off right. We'll get there in a second because uh, I know you've been staying away from the YouTube comments. It's hitting right. That's, oh yeah, because so by good. the way, it went public the moment we started this recording, <laughs> and I have not seen a single public response. I saw a lot of the fan response last night when it went live for members. And no surprise, I, the fans love it. We we did it for them. Like like yeah. if you're a CinemaSins fan, this uh, we had you in mind uh, on this one. The the public response will be whatever it is. I, I'm glad that 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 maybe you've uh, peaked a little bit, and it seems to be hitting right. I'm really glad the fans loved it last night. That's all. That yeah. Honestly, that's all I needed. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's dive into... I think I want to ask all the questions first, and then we can talk about sure. the nuances of the video. Sounds good. Because, Sounds good. Because as we talk about things I noted, maybe that um, maybe that brings up more. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to shut me up about this one. I, I will talk about all of the things. Okay. Um, there's a there's a quote that pulls the Daniels saying they're going to CinemaSins their own movie for the next 10 minutes. Is that from the audio commentary? That is from the Everything Everywhere All at Once audio commentary. Yes. Um, it is clear, if nothing else, that uh, the Daniels are very aware of CinemaSins. It feels through various things that one of them might kind of like us and the other one doesn't kind of like us, uh, which we play off of in the video. Yeah. 
I kind of personally hope that the, the the other Daniel, as we call him in the video, actually finds some fondness for this video. That would be really fun for me. But yeah, I, I really hope that he sees this video and he just like, I get it now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's cool. There's also um, a later interview uh, where Jamie Lee Curtis says, Love Cinema Sins. You guys play it back like four or five uh-huh. times. Yeah. Uh, is that like a, that's like a promo for this video? That is an Entertainment Weekly sit down interview piece if you want to look it up. But uh, yeah, there was, there was that section that, that we wanted to play in there uh, as well. You had mentioned in our Slack channel, and I wrote it down too. I, I really hope that Jamie Lee Curtis sees this and like, okay, somebody, like, let's, it's we'll not, tweet it to her. You it's know? not the point. Right. Like no. it is. I'm genuinely telling you, it means more to me to see the fans be over the moon for this than if Jamie Lee Curtis likes it. It's no slight on Jamie Lee. I, she's yeah. amazing. I love that she loves us. She's tweeted about like other CinemaSins videos before, like the Halloween videos. Mm-hmm. Um, she clearly has a has a sense of humor that that gets it. You know, that understands not to take the work too seriously. Um, and so that's fun for me. And that will be a beautiful cherry on this Sunday. If Jamie Lee Curtis is like, you know, mm-hmm. check this out. I love this, but it does not have to happen for me to, to feel in any way, uh, uh validated. That's just the cherry on so, top. Well, but it's one of those, like Jamie Lee Curtis is a self-proclaimed, you know, fan, you know, she says mm-hmm. she loves. So it's like if Jamie Lee Curtis, the fan loves it, then great. Yeah. Oh, um, the review for the board game happiness. Uh-huh. Where was that pulled from? That was a Chris Sin. I imagine that's just an Amazon review that he found when he was looking up the game that was on the shelf. So, yeah. yeah. I was like, it didn't really look like Amazon. It looked like something different. But, yeah, it, fun. <laughs> I love Maybe that a Google was like a review, review then. Pulled. Yeah, I don't remember where yeah, yeah. it specifically came for. But, yeah, it's a real review. <laughs> there was a cat with a laser pointer at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that all about? That That's in the movie. That's one of the universes in the movie. Oh, right. That is. All right. Cut that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's what's so beautiful about like those little flash frame universes is you can just pull stuff and have fun with it. And we 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 really wanted to match the progression of the movie with the progression of the Sins video. We wanted it to feel like everything starts out normal. Wait, there's some weirdness going on. Oh, now we're aware of the weirdness. Now it's getting crazy. Now we're coming back to normalcy again. Like we we wanted the the progression of the sins video to feel that sway and move that the movie puts you through. Um. So so yeah. So once we get towards that craziness in that section of the movie where everything is wild, we wanted the sins video to be the same way. And so we pulled you know several of these flash frame universes to you know what is cinema sins like in a world of cats. Oh, here we go. This one's a fun one. There was a sin about um, you were translating um, a, like a cat or bird chirp or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, well, if you translate save and you like nuance and how the save actually means the mm-hmm. cover. Um, is this your inner Bible college coming out? Yes. Spicer? Thank you. I knew you would pick up on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. It I was is. like, this feels like a specific reference to like one of the Psalms probably. Yeah, no, absolutely. That is absolutely 100% my Bible classes uh, from from college coming out there with some, uh, yeah, 
whatever it's called, hermeneutics or, or whatever they call that process. Mm -hmm. It's been so long, I forget, but great catch. Great catch. You, you got hermeneutics is the word you're right. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Look at us two Bible college people <laughs> talking about a YouTube channel. Well, I specifically, dumbs. I specific, my Bible classes were all in my degree of, I, I have a degree in philosophy and religion. And so I had some Bible classes in, uh, in with that. So, which probably, you know, is, you can see in how I love movies, uh, movies like this, uh, with loving philosophy so much. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess I thought it was communications, but. Oh, I had to, I, I'm sorry. I, I double majored. I, I also have a communications. I have a broadcast communications degree as well. There we go. Would you like to see the rest of my resume? <laughs> Uh, Sip Pop Cinema Sins got it. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> youth, youth pastor. Uh, <laughs> I was a youth pastor for a while. Yeah. Okay. There was a there was a reveal that uh, at the beginning, early days of the channel, that Cinema Sins was um, looking at doing like everything good with, but mm -hmm. like specifically about bad movies, like yep. movies that are like, man, that's really interesting because like there have been like different spinoff channels that have mm -hmm. tried to do like counter what Cinema Sins done or whatever, yep. you know, but like. But like, what an interesting idea! Not just to do the inverse of cinema sins, but like specifically to to point out good things from notably bad movies. Yeah. You know? So like, that's a that's a really fun idea. Well, it's it's interesting because I think it speaks to the genuine intent there. That that was like their fourth video uh, when that email took place. Um, if if I'm remembering correctly, because uh, it was Prometheus, I think that they were talking about. Yes. And. Yes. Um, the idea of okay, what is the what is the satirical narrator character who loves everything, uh, even when it's bad, as opposed to the one that hates everything, even when it's good, really speaks to that character was always the intent. Like it's mm -hmm. it's it's interesting when you you know one of one of the things you'll hear from CinemaSense haters is that you know we have. Uh, somehow launched toxic fandom into the world uh, or that we're responsible for the way people tear apart movies, those kind of things, which is so weird because the whole point of the channel was to make fun of that. Like it's, it's just one of those interesting things. And again, we've wrestled with that. We've wrestled with how do we make sure people n know that we're making fun and how do we be clearer and break that fourth wall a little bit sometimes so that people understand. But it's, if you were to, in my opinion, again, this is Aaron talking. This is just Aaron. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, if you were to actually communicate to most of the haters that are like the online voice, I think they they would be blown away by how much the people behind CinemaSins agree with their views on toxic fandom. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think they realize how on the same page we are because they take some things at face value that they really shouldn't. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's just, it's interesting to look back in history and go, it was clear. It was clear what Jeremy and Chris were doing uh, with the videos back then. So yeah, yeah. And to include the little, and to include the actual email was 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 really fun too. Yeah, I want to know uh, what the how how much freedom were the narrators given in their own voices? So that's a great question. Like, uh, Go ahead. Uh, well, I just I'm I'm looking. I'm, I, I listed some down. So like some of them are just your normal voices. Like Daniel's is just Daniel's voices. The first one is Chris doing more. Chris doing more of like a infomercial pace and down. Cinema shortcuts is like bougie. Mm -hmm. It's a good way to call it. Yeah. Dumbs is I think what Twitter thinks Cinema Sense is. <laughs> uh huh. Could be. Uh, let's see. Street Stream Sins is all the cliches of streamers. Mm -hmm. Let's see. The Paddles one was almost like um like a redneck kind of 
accent. Oopsies is like pretentious. Mm-hmm. Yep, you got that. Yeah. And then Pinky Sins is I just wrote different. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> but that's the ones that I noted that like are like there's a specific like inflection or something done other than like Fancy Chris. So yeah, uh, which we really wanted the team to have creative control of their universes, and so we we wrote the sins. So the sins that they're saying are what Chris and I wrote for them. But in like that initial email was like, hey, if there's ways you want this formatted, you are in control of whatever voice you want to use, how you want to deliver it, those kind of things. We wanted people to be able to make their own choices uh, in that way. And like the pinata universe that Daniel did, I loved his voice on that. He did mm-hmm. a, a fun, mm-hmm. smooth uh, voice on that. I loved hearing um, Iris in the the children's universe, um, which uh, people may know or not know is Danae's daughter uh, doing. Oh, that was one of the questions I had. Is yeah. that is that actually somebody we know? Yeah, okay. that's Iris. That is Danae's daughter. Oh, so Iris um, now has a credit. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really fun to kind of give people that freedom. And it was also collaborative. They would come back with, hey, how does this sound? How do you feel about this? You know, and we had a good time. Like uh, Ian and I doing the over-the-top radio DJ, uh, you know, world. A classic case of over-oranging, you know, that, yep. that whole thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure I, you have the actual button on your sound. I do. And so I was like, oh, let's, for me to- <laughs> <laughs> let's just do that. I got these buttons. Let's just use them. Um, those are pears, idiots. Uh, so yeah, the, all that stuff was, uh, you know, able to be worked on by the people who were, were doing it. And we wanted them to, to kind of be able to create whatever that universe is where cinema sins was. This was the idea. Fun. Yeah. The, the, the only other like question I have, it's not really more of a question. Um, it's more of like an observation, and the cinemasins.com slash 1000 points it out. This has the least sins of any Cinemasins m- movie. Correct. So Now, it's still not without sins, but there is a one. That is very important. Because no movie is without sin. Correct. It is um, very which important. I can only think of this happening one other time, and it was on the This Is America music video, where all the sins were given back at the very end, and then there was a one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So it became clear to Chris and I pretty quickly I don't remember which one of us officially was like, hey, let's do the bagel as the the zero. But it just made all of the sense that the narrator would get so flustered in this world that the sins would end up at zero. Um, also because the movie's so good, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And, and so it was one of those things where it was like, yes, but no movie is without sin we have to end with one sin so mm-hmm. uh and i and you know to write that ending the ending feels so perfect to me i love where we where we land with it because it, it really is that idea of not only is no movie without sin but that final sin is a great final sin because it's like kind of a legitimate sin by the way we're just like you mm-hmm. know do we really need this tag, you know? And then also on ourselves, like, do we really need this one sin? Or are you just, you know, having to fulfill your obligation by ha- So like, there's that element of it at the end that mm-hmm. I think is really fun. And the idea that the, that the narrator thinks he's in universe prime when he's actually in the uh, side universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the ding of that, that last ding 
is not the normal ding. It's the ding from the alternate universe. And I don't the know if alpha verse. No, not the alpha verse. The alpha, uh, the alpha verse is um, Chris's. I think Chris does narration in the alpha verse. Yes. But yeah, there's this. So in the movie, I'm telling you, man, part of this process was mapping out the universes because we wanted to be as close to accurate as possible. We always talked about we're not going to let perfect be the enemy of good. If, you know, we can't have it be completely consistent, that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll be all right. I think we came pretty close, though. I think we came pretty close to whenever you see a universe on screen, there's a different CinemaSins universe uh, that corresponds to it. Well, one of the first universes is that uh, Burner universe. I'm not talking about that one. There's a universe where she flashes back to inside the van and they're heading back from the IRS to get the taxes done and get ready for the party. If you haven't watched the, the movie closely, you may not realize the movie ends in that universe. It doesn't end in our original universe. It ends in this alternate version where instead of all the fighting and that kind of stuff that happens, they just they go home, they do their taxes and you know go to the party. She you know crashes the window. They have their reunion moment. All that is happening in this alternate prime universe. And so the sins video is the same way. There's a different ding for that universe. Everything else looks the same, but there's a different ding. And mm. so the sins video ends, uh, I'm probably, this is probably spoiling some fun for some people. Cause some people will, you know, like to figure this stuff out, uh, kind of the little winks and, and, uh, stuff, but no, 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 this is fun because like I've seen the video and, and I didn't notice it. So it's not, it's not ruining the fun. It's, it's, it's enhancing the video. Yeah. So, so I'm, we, we're going to, I'm going to assume, and maybe I'll like include a tag just to say like, Hey, you really should watch this video before continuing the podcast at this point. Like we hid some stuff in there that including that, that, I mean, it's not hidden. It's just is, it's, it just is what it is that will take multiple views for some people to pick up on. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. another really fun one that I, I will give away in this podcast. Uh, but just know if you, if you want to find all that stuff yourself, yeah, maybe that, maybe, maybe we do need a note at the beginning, not to listen to this conversation. Cause some of those, uh, Easter eggs and, and winks, I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about. So, yeah. 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 Oh, also you were talking about how, um, like this movie is, is great and it ends kind of with, and, and how like all the mapping and everything mm -hmm. and how it ends with being, and, and it's, it's such a worthy movie to end with only one sin, right? I was doing a little bit of scrolling on Twitter just to see, because Twitter is going to be like where it's going to be the most toxic. Mm -hmm. It's really, it was really interesting to see. There were some people that were posting like screenshots of, or, or saying like, oh God, Cinema Sins is doing everything ever all at once. Mm -hmm. Like, because everybody right. loves this movie, right? Yep. Especially film Twitter. But then it was really fun to see like one person, like then replied to like, okay, no Michelle, yo, hey. And then legitimately like 28 minutes later, like replies like, the actual love that these people had for this movie. Like, it was really fun mm -hmm. to see even people yeah. that are like CinemaSins haters. Like, wait, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I know. Really, really cool to see that. Hold on. This is good. And it's not what everybody says. Anyway, right, yeah. just wanted to point that out. I'm sure that's, oh, that's cool. Like, that's a huge win. I look forward to digging into some of the response. Um, I, I'm, I'm made a little bit differently than most people. You know, I, I talked about, we may even talk about this in the outtakes or maybe we did in this uh, super long episode. I don't remember. But there is a tendency when you see one bad message for it to really weigh you down and to think it's like everybody. I'm built weird in that for some reason, my brain emphasizes the positive messages. This has pros and cons. Believe me, I could talk to you about them. But yep. comment online negative comments generally 
just kind of fly off. So I, I dig into feedback because even the negative feedback doesn't impact me as, as well. For whatever reason, positive feedback sinks in better for me than the negative feedback. So sure. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to dig into whatever people are saying. All right. I think that's all the questions I had about the video. So now uh, I want to run through the things that I observed okay. and then we can add on as we go. Sure. Also, one thing, it's not really, it's not out. It's just a joke I really liked, but there's a moment where the, um, the film goes crazy. So the sync counter goes crazy and it ends on 69 and there's just like peaceful moment. It's like nice. And another... <laughs> I went back and forth on the timing of that four times. I was like, not quite right. Just a little bit longer before the nice. Like, it was perfect. Cause yeah. it was like, you finally just like, uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that worked. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So um, while complaining about the split, the split subtitles in the mm -hmm. fractured universe, the the actual subtitles for the Cinema Sims videos are fractured. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. While we're saying something about we would never try to be that clever, you know, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, the subtitle font changes for every narrator as well. Every um, every universe doesn't have necessarily a different font, but most of them do. All of them have a difference. Like I mentioned, the Prime Universe Prime and Alternate Universe are almost identical. I think they're completely identical except for the ding sound. So mm -hmm. there is one universe okay. that has the same font but a different ding sound. Um, because okay. the Prime Universe and the Alternate Universe are very identical in the movie too. Like they're they're not very different, and we we didn't want to give away anything that the that the movie didn't want to so yeah sure in the alpha verse the sin counter and timer is on the bottom and the subtitles are on the top mm -hmm. cinema shortcuts uh that's the like slow like mm -hmm. pretentious um, hi i'm chad severinson yeah as the shortcut counter and then shortcut timer mm -hmm. their dumbs which was already mentioned which was that was fun for me. <laughs> I love, here's what we went back and forth on that one with. Um, I'm telling you, the editors are so amazing, and there was so much collaboration here. But originally, the ding, because most of the universes have a different ding sound, too. Like in the cat mm -hmm. universe, it's a meow. You know, like yep. there's there's just, you know, different dings. Uh, in the silent universe, it's a you know, mm -hmm. like it's uh, so everything, you know, tries to fit. So in the dumb universe, originally, the ding was just to, supposed to be him saying dumb. So it was like, you know, pink water bottles, dumb, dumb. This is a dumb, dumb. This is a dumb, dumb. And we found that because dumb was repeating, it kind of confused itself a little bit and you couldn't kind of feel it as the ding and so then somebody was like well what if we just have him say ding in a dumb way so the, the narrator is the one dinging so it's like pink water bottle is dumb ding you know like that kind of thing and <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so then we had the same ding and then i think we posted on our member page on the sin club we posted jeremy recording the different dings where he's like ding ding Ding! Like he did a whole bunch of them. And oh yes, yeah, yeah. And after that, I realized why. Why are we just using one? Let's use them all. And so now the dings alternate, and I think it. I think it worked out perfectly. I think it feels perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, yeah. and it was great because like they were like overlaying each mm -hmm. other. Like yep. it felt like a jumbled mess. It felt like it felt oh, like again the, what Twitter thinks. Sometimes the text is. is over other text. Like it's it's you know purposely. Like the video shifted up a little bit too high. Like it's yeah, uh -huh. it's purposely done, you know, haphazardly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Anytime they're censoring, it's a Google eyes. Mm -hmm. Except for like sometimes there's like blood that needs to be censored, whatever. But like right. yeah, yeah, like the like the butt plug scene is a Google eye. Yep. Um, which is hilarious. 
let's see. Uh, Streamlabs is one of them, which has some real Discord cameos. Discord yeah. cameos. Um, shout out to Crimson Pre- Prez and JCD. Uh, also, Sheeran and 80s417, uh, mm-hmm. as well as Ketrar and Zalius. Yep. And Slab is a mod. <laughs> Slab's comment last night in the in the Sin Club chat was, I need to meet this other universe version of myself that knows how to do a poll on Twitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. No, that was one. Uh, those were all real twitch subscribers so basically Mm. what i did was when i was writing that is i looked to see who our actual subscribers were on twitch and i wanted to give them a shout out so so yeah yeah. oh and castriff was the other one Mm -hmm. um too uh as as well as buttfart 2620 (laughs) (laughs) which i don't think that's a real person no no it is not were they in the twitch universe or just the the alternate youtube universe i knew they were the youtube user but i didn't know they were they had like a comment in the Twitch universe. Nice. And it was and it was a YouTube user of the Everything Right With universe. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. like because you could see like the old YouTube format and I looked right. in the corner and it was Buttfart 2620. Yes. So, yes. so maybe there's maybe that's the same person. And they're is. maybe they're a Jobu Tapaki. Uh maybe, maybe Buttfart twenty six twenty is yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so those were the cameos I noted from Streamlabs. Let's see. Everything Right With uh, has the Good Deed Counter and the movie Fun Timer, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which was fun. Observing Oopsies. Everything's <laughs> rainbows, cottons, and candy. Uh, it's just so so good. <laughs> Uh, and and the it had like the voice audio waves as opposed to subtitles and uh, and there was the there was the it was it was you and Jeremy as uh-huh. uh, as um. Luke and Larry. Luke and Larry observing oopsies on SPR. And it always ends with oh you. Oh you. Uh look, this is <laughs> this is in no small way an NPR uh takeoff. Um the observing Oops- oopsies cover art is a direct parody of a pop culture podcast on NPR pop culture happy hour i think uh so if you look at pop culture happy hours podcast art uh you will see we did a direct parody of that and it is similar to like uh what's the old snl sweaty balls uh you know that kind of delivery that kind of thing is what we were going for it was uh it reminded me of oh hello on broadway Yes, yes. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. So it it was us doing that thing, and then the presentation was very much. They call them audiograms, like how podcasts will post on social, yeah. and they'll have like the waveform, those kind of things. And so it was meant to kind of look a little bit like an audiogram with the text in the middle and the 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 waveform. And that was another one we really had to fine tune. Uh, that went through a lot of lot of different stages. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I like where it landed. I like where it landed. Me too. It was it was one like it was one of those where every time we left the universe, I was like, oh no, more time with them, please. And every time they came <laughs> back, I was like, oh yes. And it was like with every single one, like it was like 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 every time like uh, like Tom and Bob showed up, I was like, yeah, no, oh no, bring them back. Oh yeah, they're back. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I forget who it was. Somebody in the chat last night in the Sin Club chat uh, said something like, okay, I'm going to need an entire Observing Oopsies uh, YouTube channel. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, well, Luke and, Luke and really Larry. Funny, the, the one that really slayed me the most was like one of the middle Observing Oopsies, like has you and Jeremy both laughing. Sorry, um, Luke and Larry both laughing. Uh-huh, yes. And then uh, there's like an uncomfortable science like, oh, you. like, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's good. Yeah, but that was the Rakakuni uh, verse um, mm-hmm. that that tied to. Uh, so, yeah. That's... I'm going to explain 10 minutes about this pot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Finger puppets are now canon uh, yeah. for an alternate universe. Yeah. Uh, with the pinky sin timer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun to see. Yep. Uh, again, that was one of those things where it's like, look, to people that just watch the videos or maybe just watch a video here and there, like that's going to be funny. But for the people that like are active in like the podcast and the discords and things, mm-hmm. you know that finger puppets has been a running joke for so long. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's such a and, great payoff. And also may know that Danae is doing her Babs voice there, which is a voice she uh-huh. does for a character that she plays uh, where she where she um, RPs, uh, where she role plays uh, Red Dead mm-hmm. uh, Redemption mm-hmm. uh, online. So yeah, there was a lot of in the chat last night when that part hit people. They're like Babs, yep, that's her Babs voice. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We have Tom and Bob, which is yeah, the Siskel and Eber take mm-hmm. with Jeremy and Chris. I, I I call it jail sins, uh huh. Because just as life sentences and time served, I don't know if you had an uh, if you had a name for that. No, no, that was Jonathan's. Jonathan's name. There was the timeout counter and timer, which are spelled wrong. And I yeah, again, I had a note here. Who does the voice? And Iris makes me happy. Yeah. The movie thwack counter. That was the pinata one that you, that we uh-huh. said Daniel Slade. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I love that one. Terminator Sins with the Exterminate Counter and Tolerance mm-hmm. Timer. Chris's voice, I think. You got it. Yep. With probably like an After Effect robot filter or mm-hmm. Terminator filter, something like that. And then there's one that just has like a Blade Runner font. And that one has the buzzer button you were talking about. That, you know, oh, with yeah, you yeah. And Ian. yeah. I, I didn't know how else to describe that one, but Blade Runner font. That was fun. Uh, it was one of the first narrations we delivered. Ian and I did that pretty quickly after the the script was in, and I played around with the sound effects on it and sent that in. And once it was integrated, one I think it was one of the editing team was like, I don't think those are oranges. I think those are pears. And so then we were like, oh, what do we do here? And and we're just like, oh, well, it's an obnoxious universe. Like there's no reason an, ob- <laughs> an obnoxious commenter can't pop in from the side. And so Chris was like, I got this. And so he did the, those are pears, idiots. Uh, and she's, uh, <laughs> so perfect. Uh, then we get formal Chris in some sort of. How fun is that? Video. I love his professor outfit. Like, you know, it's so good. <laughs> And it's just it's for like so it's just for like three seconds, and it's just it's beautiful. I love I love Professor Chris. And then um yeah uh the the silent universe with the rocks um also yeah, has the wind noise as the uh, as the ding. It's my favorite. Uh, and it's, it's also silent with subtitles. It's my favorite universe that we did. It's it, it's an obvious choice, right? It's not like there's yeah. a lot of creativity in in how do you handle that universe, but it it's crazy how well it works. Because there's nothing spoken, everything is in subtitles already in the movie, and all of a sudden, all we're doing is adding a third character to the scene. And it just, it, there was a lot of timing that we had to get right on that to make sure people had time to read what they needed, you know, to read, mm-hmm. to understand. It may be my favorite sin of the video, too. I'd have, there's so many I love in this video. Um, Where they censor the the word. No, the no, I mean, that's that's funny okay. to me, but the, the, um, where the narrator tries to in just text skip, but then mm-hmm. says these rocks are too big to skip. Mm-hmm. And that has such a beautiful uh-huh. triple meaning. I, I there's there's because they're too uh-huh. big to skip on the water. Like you can't skip rocks that big. They're also uh-huh. too big to skip in the meaning of the movie. They mean too much. It's like a, this beautiful mm-hmm. place. And it's also too too big to skip because we're a CinemaSins video and we do skips. Like it's right. like skip has Triple meaning there, uh, triple skipple uh, meaning there, and uh, yeah, I love I love that sentence. It's one of my favorites. 
uh, in it was the one video. of those like layered ones that like yeah. I, I, I had to I had look I had to pause the video a lot, um, <laughs> <laughs> but that was one of those where like I paused it. I was like, oh, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, that has another meaning. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That that scene is such an important part of the movie, and I think it works in the sins video the same way it works in the movie, which is which is what we want. And then the last thing that I wrote down was the. Um, all the voices coming together, starting off slow and, you know, mm-hmm. building and compiling and eventually just overlaying over each other, which leads to the big, the bagels encounter. Yeah, that was probably the part. Those two sin counter going crazy parts were probably the parts the editors and us went back and forth on the most to get right. We like there was a real sense that we wanted two buildups in resolutions. The just like the the movie has two buildups in resolutions. And so the first one is Jeremy trying to wrestle back control of this multiverse in much the same way that Michelle Yeoh is trying to wrestle her daughter back to, you know, reality from wanting to go to oblivion, right? And so we wanted that to work and then to coincide with Jeremy being like, ah, and her being like, stop, and then, you know, have that strobe effect as they kind of go together. You mentioned the the 69 nice to offset it a Mm -hmm. little bit. And then a secondary buildup where the move, which the movie also does, which is to the actual emotional release of the movie, right? So this first buildup you think is the going to be kind of this big release but it's not it's a learning moment instead and that second emotional buildup becomes the actual resolution to what's going on with all the different universes and the apples crashing and you know having the different narrators just naturally flow into each other i produced the audio on that sin and it was really fun i literally cut every word from because everybody read that entire thing and I yeah. cut for that end every single word that every person wrote and lined every word up at the end and then just deleted certain people uh, you know, throughout. So everybody's kind of coming in and out of that final, final moment, um, that every sin everywhere all at once. And then that, that final every sin everywhere all at once, it starts with Chris and Jeremy, then adds Jonathan and Aaron then adds Danae, and then adds Ian and Daniel in the same progress of the how the channel has added and become a family mm. oh, that's cool. as, as well. So there's another I one of those that. little uh, Easter eggs that, that I love that people will discover or not discover, but will just feel. But yeah, so that, that last line progresses vocally the same way the channel has progressed as a family. So, so yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But this is all the notes I had. I mean, it's a lot of notes, but like, is there is there anything that I missed that you wanted to highlight? I'll highlight another Easter egg for you. It's one of my favorites. Uh, Other Daniel in the Entertainment Weekly video that we pop in there ends that segment by saying, I hate them. Uh, This clock is different. And then Jeremy comes up and says, there's no universe where we sound like that other Daniel is his first line. Well, if you rewind the video a little bit, you will hear in the dumb universe. Jeremy directly saying, oh, this clock is different, uh, which is one of those just beautiful callbacks <laughs> that people will uh, have to discover on their own or have someone tell them. So, so oh, that's yeah. so good. That's yeah. so good. Because, well, again, <laughs> if that's in the Dumbs universe, right, like uh-huh. that is kind of the point of the Dumbs universe. Yep, yep. Is, yeah. is to be that oh man that's so funny yeah so and i think it's beautifully subtle enough that you don't catch it 
unless something, you know, catches in your brain where like, why would he say there's no universe where we sound like that? Like there is a little Mm -hmm. bit of a clue there that there's, you know, there's some fun to be had. So, uh, and I don't even think that's all the Easter eggs. There are a couple others too, that I'll leave it to people to, uh, to find. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely layered this one, uh, for multiple viewings. We hope. I think this would be fun. I'd like to pull a couple comments um, from the YouTube since this went live. Oh, um, I'm hearing them for the first time. Okay, let's go. Uh, Chris Backinson says this is the single greatest thing CinemaSins has ever done. Mm-hmm. I would agree with him. This is awesome. Uh, hands down the best CinemaSins video ever. They got incredibly creative with the themes, and you can tell they had a blast coming up with ideas. If I could give you 100 likes, I would. Nice. We'll take them. <laughs> I spent like five minutes trying to decode the title. Anyone else? <laughs> That was an oh, I wanted to mention that. I'm glad you mentioned that. The Ian, that's an Ian idea. I be, and I only remembered this when I when I went back and looked at when I was trying to get the timeline right. And so I searched for the title of the movie in our Slack comments, which by the way, the first person to mention everything everywhere all at once in our Slack was Jonathan over a year ago, last December posted the trailer in one of our Slack channels and said, well, this looks like it might be interesting. I was like, oh, if you only know. Uh, So (laughs) that was over a year ago. But no, but in July, Ian in the uh, Slack channel for this video said, can we please name it everything everywhere wrong with everything everywhere all at once and all at once minutes. And uh, and we just shortened that to all at once uh, at the end. So everything everywhere wrong with everything everywhere all at once all at once is what the the title ended up being, which I love, which I think is great. Yeah. Uh, Castriff says, LOL, I thought to be covered in a CinemaSins video, I'd have to write and or direct an entire movie. Turns out all <laughs> I had to do was join the podcast stream every week. What an honor. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats to the Sins team. Here's to movie number 2000. Yeah. Um, let's go. OMG, I'm only halfway through. This is fantastic. This is your best one yet. Definitely consider putting the other two, putting the other two, Chris and Dicer, in more of your movies and videos. Uh, so lots of people that are also wanting the nice. alternate. What a mouthful of a title. Fantastic video. <laughs> Good reminder of a banger movie. <laughs> nice. This channel sometimes make me appreciate movies way more. They notice little details like the circles that I don't notice on my own. It may be a sin, but sometimes these videos just amplify my enjoyment. I love it. You get it. I'm glad you get it. Thank you to whoever that was. Thanks for getting it. Nothing CinemaSins does will ever top be able to top this video. Their magnum opus. I love everything about it. Everything, everywhere, all at once has cracked my top three favorite movies of all time. Maybe it's number one. Regardless, this video is proof that CinemaSins does understand videos. This channel is just for fun. Nice magnum opus there's plenty more i'm just i just was browsing through them reading reading them in real time but i like the magnus opus magnum opus but it can't be right because like there's more videos to come out so you know we will we will be as creative as the movies that are made inspire us uh to be and i don't think it's said lightly that part of the reason we got so creative and ambitious on this is because the movie is so creative and ambitious. It is a direct response to the movie itself uh, in that way, in the same way that we got creative and ambitious with Tenant uh, when we did that video. You know, so when a movie inspires us in that way, we are not above going the extra mile and having a little ambition, but we also are a channel that puts out two sins, you know, videos on the movie channel a week, as well as two TV. Like we, you know, we pump out a lot of content. It's actually insane how much content we pump out. And uh-huh. I think we do a great job at keeping it high quality. So we can't get ambitious, ambitious on everything, but yeah, when a movie inspires it, don't expect this to be the last time is what I would say. Yeah. 
We'll uh, stop it there. There's plenty more feedback coming. I'm sure there's some plenty of good stuff happening in Discord right now. Nice. Um, that'll be a fun. That'll be a fun place to hop on to. But this is running long and all that, and um, we knew it would happen, and that's okay. I think it's all great content. So yeah, you really were right. We could have done a whole podcast on this. <laughs> um, well, I will. I will. I guess I'll close this by saying this: If you're in our Discord, we are also in our Discord quite a bit. And if you have questions or fun thoughts on this movie, those kind of things, it is not uncommon for us to hop in there and respond and answer questions. And you know, it doesn't have to be the last time we talk about this on BTS either. You know, uh, when you have anybody on, you can ask them about their experience with this video because we all worked on this one. So um, it doesn't just have to be my thoughts. Uh, I'd I'd encourage you to ask others about their thoughts as well. You know, as a running segment, maybe in this third time through, just you know, hey, how was that E E A A O experience uh, for you? Because everybody's got a story, I'm sure, because it was a it was a big deal. Yeah. That's a great way to end it. Actually, well, one better way to end it. Uh, congrats to you and the team uh, for 1,000 oh, thanks. videos. Thanks, and man. for making what a lot of people are considering a crowning achievement. Oh, thank so. you. I appreciate that. Uh, I just, the only thing I lament is that my nursery rhyme sing-along universe didn't make the final cut. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, no. the the uh, old McDaniels had a film E E A A O. Uh, oh no! I love it. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll put it together as a as a separate outtake at some point. But uh, and on that film they had a dildo E E A A O <laughs> with a and then it gets cut off. That was the that was the whole sin. Uh, so oh, that's gonna be the cold open. Um. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. In the uh, spirit of the long podcast, uh, we will uh, refrain from doing the Behind the Sinners segment this okay. week. Cool. So we'll just move on to Behind the Sins, which is a little sad because then we won't get any final Behind the Sinner with Aaron. But that's okay. We already got two systems that he fixed. Everybody knows me. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and like you mentioned, hop on Discord and hang out with the, with the right. team. Let's move on into Beyond the Sins. To infinity. And beyond! Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Let's do it. Dicer, what is that one thing you want to recommend, warn, or wreck-a-warn? Um, I'm going to do a recommend. Uh, if there's a warn to it, it's just, you know, typical TV on uh, streaming content you know, warning, but, uh, Fleischman in trouble, Fleischman's in trouble. I started watching, this is the, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, mm. uh, I think it's on Hulu and it's basically a man processing, uh, his divorce and, uh, with his children and just a world where all of the sudden he's dating again. And just all these things he's going through, it has a little bit of a mystery element to it as well. I'm about six episodes in and it's really engaging me. Um, the character work is really good and the overall plot is also engaging. So Fleischman's in Trouble is something I would recommend to people. Nice. Uh, Aaron, do you want me to talk about a holiday film or a new release? Ooh. Uh, I know we're like past like Christmas, but like it's still the holiday. Yeah, season. do a holiday film. I watched The Night Before on Christmas Eve and I love this movie and it's underseen. This is the Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen this, I don't think. Oh, it's uh, 2015? Uh, oh, wait, wait. No, there. I have seen this. This is the one where they're all in the Christmas sweaters. and Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this one. Yeah. 
Look, it's not like a great, great movie, but it is a reliable film with some really fun cameos. Mindy Kaling, Miley Cyrus, uh, Nathan Fielder, um, plenty of like really funny people in this movie. Um, like I mentioned, the three stars and they just work really well together. And it's got a great story, a great message. Michael Shannon steals the movie somehow, uh, mm-hmm. which is I say somehow because Seth Rogen is so good in this movie and like. You know, this is kind of at the point where I was starting to get tired of Seth Rogen. And then he comes out with this movie and it has the yeah. funniest scene in a church ever. It's a movie that's just really great. Wholesome. It is wholesome. It's rated R. So, like, don't show it to your kids necessarily. Uh, <laughs> it but, is wholesome but, like, it does have a wholesome, wholesome message, yeah. uh, at the same time. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, just I really like this one. It, again, takes place around Christmas, but it is holiday season. Like, it's still, like, winter time. So, you know, I'm not going to judge you for watching Christmas movies after Christmas. Um, so yeah well there you go uh the night before i'm glad you brought it up it is you're right that it's underappreciated it's it's kind of easily forgotten i'm clearly i forgot i had seen it but you're right it is it's really funny it's it's yeah. um it's good i remember thinking i don't remember thinking this is spectacular i just remember thinking no. oh, that was funny it's not spectacular but it's like better than it should have been you know right yeah i think that's a good way to say it for sure uh well that will do it for this week uh thanks again for dicer to, for hanging out this week you're welcome uh, anywhere you want to promote, plug people to go hang out uh, in the meantime? Uh, no, you know, I, I think I generally just say uh, there's only one person with my name. So if you Google it, you'll find all my stuff. Um, Aaron Dicer, A-A-R-O-N-D-I-C-E-R. So, yeah, find out what I do. Yeah. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter, Letterboxd at Schweik Castle. Um, any feedback you have on the show um, would be appreciated. You know, it's we're in the last leg, but the show is still continuing to be produced by me for not, for the time being. So still would appreciate any feedback you have. Um, and maybe what you would like to see even for next season, we can pass that along to whoever happen, that happens to be. And if you're interested in uh, taking over this for next season, uh, then, yeah, send send that along to Aaron, Danae, and Jonathan at Simpsons.com uh, with your pitch. Refer back to the last episode for all the details on that if you don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but any feedback you have specifically for me or any sins that you want us to talk about on the show in real time. Uh, email bts at cinemasins.com or dm the bts twitter at cinemasins bts and lastly don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you're listening from and come back next thursday for more behind the sins content thanks for listening send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe rate and comment find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts So my hair person's like, we're going to let your hair grow long. Her exact words were, you have way too good of a hair hair to not have a bunch of it on top of your head. And I said, okay. And now I have no clue how to style it. Now that it's like growing longer, (laughs) I'm like, I have no clue to what to do with all this hair. I don't use product. I don't like, Mm -hmm. so next time I'm in, I just have to have a conversation with her. Just like, okay, teach me, Obi-Wan. Like... I just don't have to worry about styling my hair anymore. And that's kind of like a, a relief. It's a positive. You know? It's a positive. It is a positive, except for the fact that it's like, it's not necessarily by my choice. Like, I mean, it is by right. my choice, but it's not like I'm, I'm bald, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just balding. So like, I still have to like cut the stubble every now and then. Otherwise it just looks like, mm-hmm. um, like Tommy Pickles from the Rugrats, you know? Nice. I was like, you need to educate yourself. Get educated, son. I, I, I had a really I feel old moment during Christmas. You want to hear it? Sure. Yeah, please. I uh, have a cousin 
that uh, congratulations we did thrift christmas this year thanks i'm <laughs> proud <laughs> that we uh they did, we did thrift christmas this year so everything had to come um from a thrift store which was a fun idea but also like i recommend just doing it white elephant everybody gets one box and then you can fill the box with as much or as little as you want from a thrift store and then you do white elephant off of that i think that's mm-hmm. a better idea but uh anyway we did thrift christmas and so one of the gifts that my cousin received was this hoodie that has a picture of reptar on it from rugrats and rugrats is like my era of mm-hmm. childhood tv right and so i'm not i'm not even sure if you're familiar with reptar but whatever mm-hmm. and my cousin pulls out the shirt he's like dude this is a sick green dinosaur i'm like do you not know who that is like, <laughs> and he's 18 like uh-huh. he's not young but he's not old either i'm like do you really not know who reptar is like this yeah. is hurt me Here's my Paramount login. Go watch as much as you can. <laughs> right. Oh, I didn't even write down the name of the episode for this one. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me either. One of us will have to look it up. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not sure which of your favorite episodes. Well, I guess I was going to say which, you, which your favorite gags is from which Office episodes. But Office fans are, they know everything about their sh- stupid show. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just alienated most of the listeners. Uh, that's fine. Um, you like your bad shows and I like mine. That's right. Uh, we all have our, our <laughs> things. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.